This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a show. If I step a stone. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, the podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batoon, and today I'm talking to indie pop singer and songwriter Chloe Wilder. We are talking mental health, obviously, our ever-changing relationship with social media, evolving as an artist, and we listen to a little bit of Chloe's new music. So, without further ado, enjoy. Wait, so this is your first podcast? Yes, my first one ever. Well, my first one, like, being in studio. I think I've done one podcast before, but yeah, like, being here recording it. Was it on Zoom? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. So Zoom, obviously, like, last year, complete pandemic. What did that do for you as an artist? Like, how, t- let's dish, how was it? Oh, well, Zoom interviews I hadn't like done a lot of, I feel like press before that. So I kind of got used to it and I kind of grew into it. But as an artist myself, like I just took all that time to songwrite. So I didn't mind like not being around people for a while because I was around just like these select few songwriters. And so I really got into that part of it. But yeah, Zoom wise, it's really, it just was, it was impersonal. And for in like, I'm 15. So I was doing, you know, my schoolwork through Zoom and it was all, on Zoom. So I just got used to it pretty quick. I think like having the extra factor of school, I was just kind of like, okay, this is like what I have to do now. Um, But yeah, now that like I get to come here and do things like this again, this is so much cooler to me. So yeah. Yeah. The energy really helps. For sure. Wait, so you're 15. Mm -hmm. You started music when you were 13? Yeah. So I started writing songs like professionally when I was 12. I went to my first writing camp when I was 12. So it kind of like started from there. And then, yeah, I started releasing music when I was 13. How did you know that you were into that? Well, I'd always been really into singing. That was always my thing. And so I knew that that was going to be a part of it, but I had never written songs before. So I think that that was like, that came along with getting contacted by this producer when I was 11, because I'd recorded a few covers and like sent them around. And then, yeah, I went to this writing camp when I was 12. And that's where I just like fell in love with the idea of being an artist and not just being a singer. And like before I would have said like, yeah, I'm a songwriter because I'm a singer, but now I'm a singer because I'm a songwriter, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. now, like at my core, I think I'm a songwriter. So I think it, yeah, just really grew from there. Um, But yeah, that writing camp, 
camp is really where I was like, okay, this is actually like a life that I can live because I know how to do everything now. Right. What's the most vital piece of information that you got from the writing camp that you didn't know prior to going? I didn't know anything before I went. I think that was what was most interesting about it because like musically, I was pretty classically trained. Like I had been taking piano and voice lessons. And so I knew all of that. Um, But I didn't really know like what a song was made of. And Mm. I didn't know how to get like on that personal level with myself. And that's just something I wasn't really like interested in doing before that until I was like, oh, this actually feels really good. And I enjoy doing this. So I think I just didn't know how much I would have liked it. You know? Yeah. So when you're learning about yourself in order to make better songs and make more honest songs, like how do you dig deep into who you are to get it out on the page? It's like, I don't even know if there's a way I do it. I just know that it's what I have to do to get that product. And those are my favorite products, the ones that I've like personally invested myself in. And I especially think that like, I owe it to like going to therapy from such a young age. Mm -hmm. And I I started going to therapy when I was like six. And so I've always been pretty comfortable like talking about my feelings with people that I didn't really know that well, you know? So that's why it was like, okay, for me to put out these songs to this world that didn't know me as a person because I'm I'm like okay with putting things up for interpretation you know at this point in my life so I think yeah I've just always been the type of person that could talk about things and that's why like going to writing camps and songwriting with other people it did come pretty naturally because I was like okay like this is what I'm feeling this is what I have to do to get this genuinely personal song and that's like what I want my library to be made up of you know right I wish I went to therapy when I was six (laughs) I think like my first session was like I was 23 Mm -hmm. I owe it to my mother she's (gasps) she's right there yeah um but that is the reason I started going and I'm like eternally grateful yeah Yeah. are your friends in therapy too are you kind of like one since you're 15 that's not like a normal age yet to be in therapy (laughs) yeah yeah no mine aren't really I think like I have one friend that is but we I have friends that I feel like do more like family therapy but mine was always just for myself like I never did like the group therapy thing Mm -hmm. um it's always it's just it's just me and my mom and my sister so like there wasn't really like a reason um but yeah I we I feel like it's really just that one friend and it's very different backgrounds as to why we're going and it's a more recent thing for them um but yeah so I'm kind of the the only one but I I I've just gotten so comfortable with it and if like they ever want to ask me about anything I'm you know I'm always giving them like the name of my therapist I'm like she's great just try it but um yeah I'm just like a big supporter of going to therapy <laughs> uh, that same like mm-hmm. 100% yeah. life changing in so many ways if somebody your age or like when you when you start getting a little bit older um I feel like that people don't really think that therapy isn't stigmatized until they're older I mean like yeah. especially for me I'm I'm 30 now I'm twice your age oh my god <laughs> this is so cool oh my god you have so much life I'm so excited for you because you you seem like you know yourself and already at 15 and so I'm sure that's like a lot of the songwriting and a lot of therapy but like for me I, I've gone through so many different things from like dance and YouTube and hosting and all these different things it's like you've figured out it, it feels like you found what you're doing 
doing. Thank and, you so and much. That's so like, comforting you know, to hear. Yeah? yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I mean that's what it feels like. I, I wish I had this much self-awareness. And so I guess my question is like, when you start to get older and people aren't in therapy, um, you probably have already experienced that. But like whenever you're best friends and dating and all these things, like therapy is going to help so much and you already have background in it, mm-hmm. but they might not. Yeah. What? How would you get somebody to be open to mental health if, if maybe like their parents' generation weren't very you know down Ooh, for it? That's a really good question. It's hard because I'm so lucky that I didn't have to deal with that and that my mom was the one that was like, maybe you should start going to therapy you know but I um I think all I can do is just like share my own experience and how it helped me and I'm so open to doing that and I will tell anybody that Mm -hmm. therapy helped me you know so I think that's really like what it's all about and I will give specific stories and details and specific things that my therapist actually fixed you know and I think like what well I think just like I started going to therapy for OCD with morbid thoughts that's what I had when I was six and so it was like a very dark mental state especially for me being so little and having like all of these feelings and like weird visions and everything. It was really, it was really scary. And that's like my later mental health struggles weren't nearly as scary as that, but that is, I don't deal with that anymore. And I think that Great. that's like pretty, pretty insane when you think about it. I mean, I went to this therapist when I was really little. Um, and I've like, since then, like gone to different therapists because you know, you like grow out and you get older, but I, um, but yeah, I like started, <laughs> like she gave me like these coloring books that you like what at first glance you'd be like this isn't gonna help but I literally like I used these books every day and then honestly there were just like little things she was like watch more colorful television like little just like thing habits that I was already doing that she would just like take to another level and I think that that's like a really I literally I don't struggle with that anymore wow and I'm sure that like you know a lot of people have OCD, especially when they're little that's like a very that's a pretty you know common thing but I feel like I like I do believe that I would still be struggling like if I wouldn't have gotten and you know gotten that help so yeah I'm just like I'm so open to telling anybody who will listen like this is what I had this is what happened and I'm better now I still have to work at it but like now I'm I'm so happy to do that because I've seen what it can do Mm -hmm. yeah like truly working wonders for sure well, I'm, I'm still like not over the fact you're 15. So I'm going <laughs> to continue to ask you questions yeah, about that. I it. literally met a 13 year old the other day and I was like, I love you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I get it, but I so far away that I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm so fascinated. But I, I read that you don't love social media. So that's interesting because the 13 year old I met loved it. And not saying obviously all Gen Z is the same, that would be ridiculous, but it's such a ingrained in Gen Z culture of like being online and posting all the time and authenticity and kind of everything. Like what's what's your vibe with that? Oh, it's, it's strange because I appreciate social media for the tool it is for me as an artist. And it's, you know, it allows me to share my music in a very simple way. And I love that for me, it's like, what comes along with social media, especially as like a person who's struggled mentally, it it's a lot. Like it's literally the concept of it for me is at least, okay, like I'm going to put all these pictures of myself. I can go and look at them all the time, can look at everything from the past three years. Everybody sees it. It's just kind of the, the anxiety that comes along with it. But yeah, it is like, a, at least from what I've seen, like talking to other people around my age, it is kind of a rare opinion, but I think it, it really is just what it affects me. It's not like I, you know, genuinely dislike social media because I I wish that I was good at it. I think that's what the thing is like I I 
it's not my gift. <laughs> and I know that because like, I can't, I'm not very good at drawing the line with it. You know, I can't, and I'm trying to get better at that. Like my goal right now is to like, okay, I'm going to draw the line, like at the music, like that is what my social media platform is about. And like, I'm still going to be authentic, but the music is the most authentic part of me. Mm. So, but yeah, my, my stance on social media is like, I just had to stop like pushing myself to my breaking point because unfortunately, like there is a breaking point on social media for me. I'm just very, very hypersensitive to it. And I think that it, it kind of started because I started using social media when I was like 10 or 11. And then I started using it professionally when mm. I was like 12. So I think it went from like my middle school being in my bio to like singer songwriter. Like it happened so quick. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that that, is what I just never had the time to like form a positive relationship with it. It so quickly became so serious. Yeah. And then it like became the enemy sort of because it was so serious and I was having so much fun with everything else. And I still do like the, you know, the parts of it that I love the most or the songwriting and the performing. And then like when it would come to social media, especially during COVID, I was like, I, I hate that I'm relying on this and it's made its way to my top priority because it's so not my top priority. Like, right. it's, you know, it's kind of like the shallow part of it to me, at least for like how I, I don't want to bash it at all because it's amazing how people use it. And it is amazing. It's just like how it affected me. Um, but yeah, so now I'm like taking the time to actually develop a nice relationship with it because I'm like, okay, this is a tool and I've, it's become harmful to me, but I'm like, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I'm going to clean this up. And yeah, I'm glad that I'm doing it like this early in my career because I'm, if I would have kept going with this for like however much longer, I feel like the work would have been harder to backtrack. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so like now I'm at this point where I'm like, you know what? Summer break, I'm actually going to figure out like how I want this to look and how I want to do this and my, and my balance. So I'm just like trying to get into a groove. But yeah, that's kind of like my stance on it right now is you just like, you really have to take the time and you really have to know like what you want to present yourself as. Because for me, like figuring it out as I went along was so anxiety inducing, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's heavy. It's heavy, especially for, you know, like for this generation, because it's kind of all we know. And it's really, it's heavy. It's, it's a lot to look at. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I started when I was in high school, so I was 19. So mm -hmm. I've been on social media, YouTube specifically, and then obviously Instagram, Twitter, all of that kind of under the umbrella of social, mm -hmm. but I've been making videos for 10 years, yeah. like since I was 20 years old, mm -hmm. like imagine, I mean, you, you're already ahead of the curve. Like <laughs> I can already say like when I was 15, had no idea who I was when I was 21, had no idea who I was. And you're going to obviously evolve and change and however you want to, but like with so much awareness already, I think when I first started, I didn't know myself at all. This was before I was in therapy. And so I was just kind of doing whatever felt natural to me at the time. And it was just like, I was finding out who I was and trying to discover myself and putting all of it out, publishing and emulating other people because I I thought they were funny and whatever. Absolutely, yeah. It's just like, it, it is so much comparison on it. And it mm -hmm. was like super detrimental. If somebody got more views than me on a video, but we did the same thing, it was like, yeah. oh, I'm awful. People don't <laughs> yeah. like me. This yeah. person's better. Why am I even trying? Yeah. So I think that's really good that you, you're like drawing that line now. Mm -hmm. Cause I put way too much on the internet in the beginning. Like I remember sure. a, my, I dated someone and, and my boyfriend's parents were like, you don't need to put every feeling you have out on the internet. And I was like, 
why not? And then I like look back at my <laughs> yeah. tweets and I'm like, okay, delete, delete, delete. Oh my yeah. God, I was going through something. Sure. Um, but it's it's just so hard because like in this day and age, especially 20, starting probably like, I don't know, 2018, like, and on, it's one of the most important things, especially being artists too. Like my, my main goal now isn't YouTube, like it's interiors. And that has nothing to do with the internet. Mm-hmm. It's like hammering and paint swatches and like has <laughs> nothing to do, yeah. but we have to figure out a way to package like our art that comes off. Oh, Crumbs has joined. He is now on Chloe's lap. Wow. What a handsome boy. So fluffy. <laughs> Hi, it's me interrupting this very well-flowing conversation to thank some sponsors, but we will be right back to continue digging. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Yeah, like it, it's like putting our art that's not on a digital medium and working it into the algorithm because that is like part of the marketing, you know? Yeah, for sure. We've had to like grow with the times and that's, oh, thank you. you. definitely sit back. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've definitely had to like evolve with the times and that's like something like at the beginning I was like referencing back to like, you know, artists in like the 80s or the 90s and I'm like well this person got famous doing this and it's like it's a it's different now <laughs> this is how we do it and you know especially during COVID times I was like I have to I have to utilize this because this is what we've got right now but even like the brief period of time I had on social media before I like developed this like weird relationship with it I was kind of the same way like I feel like I was putting a lot out there before I really understood what it meant mm-hmm. and that's what I think was like the most important to me was like stepping back and being like, okay, like this, you know, at this time is what people are going to look at and they're going to compare it to my art itself and my music itself. You know, it's like, I, it freaks me out that it is like at that level of importance, but it is. And, you know, like we, as the artists, we can't control that. We just have to like go along with what, you know, marketing is now. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely like looking at the, the positive side of it. Like I said, like, it's a great, it's a great tool, but you just have to like, you have to use it wisely because it has so much power. So (laughs) So much much power. power. (laughs) Have you gotten any like negative comments before on any of your, your music or pictures or any, Mm -hmm. anything on the internet? Like how does that affect you? The early things I did. And cause I had like, I'd been putting out cover videos pretty early on. And that I think like, like you said earlier, like trying to emulate like other people, that's I think what I was doing. Like I wanted to be like Billie Eilish, you know, or like Lana or like the people that I was looking up to at that time and the people that were most popular at that time. And I 
And I feel like I was really caught up in that. I didn't want to like be necessarily like them, but I wanted to be at that level. And so I was just paying so such close attention to like these trends and I was following everything and covering all these songs. And I think that, um, yeah, <laughs> I definitely got a little bit of like negative feedback on that because, and I really, it was just because of like me being, I just remember like a few comments on my YouTube videos just saying like that it was super unoriginal and I was like trying it's to It's a cover. Like, yeah, but I know it's a cover, <laughs> but like the way that I was like putting everything out there, I guess, okay. I don't know. But that was definitely the like, and I didn't agree with <laughs> these hate comments, but I was kind of like, it definitely was a moment for self-reflection because I was like, eh, I don't really like this either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I think that's what it was. And so I just like paid attention to it. I was like, Dang, like I hate that I agree with you guys. But you yeah. Know? So I definitely did get a little bit of negative feedback at the beginning. And now it's like more um now I don't get any negative feedback on the music itself. And like I don't really care about, you know, people commenting on like anything besides the music. Yeah. The, like, you know, the way I look or whatever. Like that I can I can handle that. But the um but the music was like the painful part that I would yeah. be like, if somebody doesn't like my my songs, that's all I that's all I I have. That's yeah, that's your heart. Yeah. So that's when, like, now that I'm at this point and I don't get negative feedback for that, maybe it's like not somebody's type of music, but I feel like it's appreciated. And so now, I mean, I've gotten there. And so I'm like, I must have done like some growing in the process. But yeah, I think it's ridiculous that anybody leaves any negative feedback on anything because, like I said, like, that was so early and they had no idea what I was going to do next. So it's right. just like, and I, don't regret putting those covers out because that like got my name out there and you know mm -hmm. I was associating with these other artists but yeah that's what I feel like people have to get is like especially like newer smaller people on YouTube and on Instagram or whatever like that is they're new <laughs> you know we can't hurt them we can't hurt anybody <laughs> but like these new I just I hate the judgment that goes into it because like starting off as like an independent artist that is so scary and like even putting out my project now like I'm terrified like every time I put something out, I love it. But you know, it's just like, you're giving away like your, your children for this, you know, this mean, scary platform. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it definitely offered a lot of self-reflection, but I'm still like, why would you do that to a person? And it was like pretty obvious that I was like 12. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just don't understand. I, I mean, still after 10 plus years of doing this, like I don't get well, I do know, like, if someone's saying something negative for no reason, there's no, like, actual constructive criticism, there's something in their life that isn't working for them. So it's like, it's not about us, it's about them. And I understand that. However, I don't think that people understand that they don't have to comment. Oh, Like, yeah. you don't have to. No one's, like forcing you to put a dislike on this. Like there's no law. It's not illegal to just keep your thoughts to yourself. Oh yeah. And it's I'm not, not like quite morally sure. wrong to keep your thoughts to yourself. Like it's honestly, this is right to not put that out yeah. there. And like, yeah, I mean, you just never know what place a, per a person's at. And like, for me, like those videos I were putting out, like those were building blocks. They weren't my favorite thing. I didn't love them. I didn't even really like them, but I was like, you know what? This is putting my name out there. And like, I don't think that people understand that the creator behind the video, like might not be absolutely in love with it either but like this is kind of the way it goes mm -hmm. and um yeah you're so right though there's literally no point and even like constructive criticism I think there's like no way to be a person behind a computer and leave criticism that's constructive because like you don't you're not at the same place you don't get it you know it's yeah. like it's being like that person and obviously like you're the person leaving the negative comment so it's just like you are 
who are you to be <laughs> to be doing this here? And, you know, that's how I feel about like a lot of people and a lot of things, but especially that like that just kind of like hiding behind social media where if like you really, truly like dislike something and believe that you dislike it. I mean, it's just like that's not the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, not the, the way. way. It's not the way. Write a review or something. I don't know. But just like it's yeah. so silly. Um, <laughs> the 13 year old I was hanging out with the other day. I love that. I was like hanging out. It was my friend's uh, cousin. But you. she like had said like pack it up, babe. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to say that all the time. Pack like yeah. don't comment this. Pack it up, babe. For sure. I don't need that. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you said something really like important about social media or about like posting like the things in the beginning when you're posting covers. Mm-hmm. I think that anyone listening, whether you're an artist or not, I think it is very important to, to keep in mind that like these are small steps. These are building blocks and like the things that we put out when we are first starting or even like a couple years ago, like I just went through my Instagram. I was like deleting and archiving a bunch of stuff that I was Me like, too. I don't resonate <laughs> with that. That's not who yeah. I am now. This is not a thought. That's not something I would say. And just like the way I dress, like all completely different. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's just so important to remember that like what we put out is like that day, how we were feeling in that moment. And like every single day we can grow and like one year to now, one month to now, it's just so different. And to hold somebody that, I mean, that's why also like not gonna get into cancel culture, but like people can change, obviously like address what's going on and, mm-hmm. and like own up and take accountability. Absolutely, yeah. But you don't have, you're not, I'm not the same person that I was at 15. Yeah. You're not gonna be the same person you are now. For sure, for sure. And that's like another thing, I had to stop beating myself up about it because I'm like, okay, like, you know, this is what I did then. This is what I felt I needed to do then. There's obviously some sort of meaning to it, some sort of reason. Like at any point in a creator's life, like you're not just like, you're not just like, eh, I'll give this a shot. Like there's a reason, you know? And that's why, yeah, I really did have to stop beating myself up about it. And I do the exact same thing. I like go and archive so many posts and just things that don't feel right anymore. And I do think that there's some like, there's some health to that because like, yeah, I want it to look exactly how, I feel right now, but yeah, like we're all growing. And I think it's cool to look back at like an artist page and be like, okay, like this is what they were about a couple years ago. They're obviously not about this now. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's another thing with social media that was so hard for me, just like starting so young because especially like the difference between me, like 15, even 14, it's Mm -hmm. like, these are like weirdly formative years and like putting yourself out there during these, I've had to become so self-aware that they're formative. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a lot of things that like me and my friends don't relate to. And they're like, really? I mean, I'm 16 right now. I'm going to be this way forever. And I'm like, no, we're, we're not going to be this way forever. I'm like painfully aware of it now because of the way that I've put it out and how, how much reflecting I've had to do because of that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just heavy seeing yourself like over the past, however many years it's, it's strange. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like every time you look at your own page, you're like, I'm not even seeing myself as a person anymore. I just see myself as like this other thing. Like I I, I look at my page sometimes. I'm just like, Oh, if I, I do it from like a, an external point of view to go Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if I was like a stranger that's coming to my page for the first time, would I be into this? Would I like this person? Would I be down for it? Yeah, absolutely. I do the exact same thing. It's so (laughs) interesting. I wonder if there's, I mean, psychologically something there that like 10 years down the road, we're all going to be like, yeah, we have like self disassociation or something. Mm -hmm. Cause we're just like, Oh, this is we have this ability to like step away from ourselves. And yeah, because I think that like social media gives us the ability to do that because it's like, okay, well, this is your page. This is all it is. You are not a person right now. This is what people are seeing. And um, 
yeah, I think we've like been given this weird like talent to do that. It's it's weird. <laughs> do you ever feel like your your socials like don't give your like who you fully are or do you feel like since it is the music it's like this is who I am? It it goes both ways because like music yes, I I think that it shows my artist self perfectly. Like I think it shows Chloe Wilder so well, but I don't think it shows like me Chloe, <laughs> you know, just like, I don't think it like, uh, and that's something I need to work on too, because I feel like starting so young, I haven't had the time to separate my, my human self from my artist self, you know, like mm. the brand. And so I think that like, when it comes to, yeah, my image, like it's what I want it to be right now. I'm still doing some heavy digging and I'm still cleaning things up from like 2019, but you know, <laughs> that's just life. And I'm going to have to do that for, you know, I'm not going to have to do that, but I'm going to want to do that for as long as I have social media. And, um, I, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, it's weird. It's all <laughs> weird. <laughs> it is, oh, oh, yeah. Very well said. <laughs> when, when you are deciding like, what your image or your like artist vibe is like before you put out like any visual, but when you were just like writing and you were like, I'm going to make my first music video. Like, how did you decide what you wanted that to look like creatively and like how you wanted to present yourself as an artist? Well, and I still do this now, but I was like very, I'm always very big on Pinterest boards. So mm -hmm. I was doing, I did that. And yeah, I was working with the director. It was my first, like my first music video. Yeah. It was just very like, okay, this is what the song is about. I would like to somehow incorporate a graveyard. Let's make this happen. Um, so yeah, it was just very like brief directions that I gave to this director. Um, and I still, I, I'm way more creatively involved now, but yeah. So I kind of think that, but it just, it, you never know exactly how it's going to come out. And that's kind of terrifying because mm -hmm. you want to be in full control. But like, unfortunately, like you can't, you can't be in full control because you can't do it by yourself. And so you have to have these other people around you and these other voices in your head. But that's good because you're getting all these different opinions and all these other talented creatives around you. Um, but yeah, I really, I just wanted, when I first started, I wasn't in a good place. I was like pretty severely depressed when I was putting out my music at first, which was like kind of a, a weird time to start, but we had already been scheduling these releases, you know? And so I, like I fell into this depressive state. And so I think that like all I wanted was to look depressed and yeah. like that was, that was bad because I was, but like, I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that this is how upset I was with just like living. And it was, and it was like pretty sad and dark, like the image that I was putting out there, because that's what I believed I had. That's what I believed I was defined by at that point, because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is what I am right now. This is my, you know, first project I'm putting out. Like I'm going to make this as, you know, painful as possible. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, it was just like, and it was a weird year for me. Like I had just like transitioned to virtual school. I was in like seventh grade, I think. And I, you know, I was just very alone all the time. And so I just like wanted my music to like emulate all of like this negative, like lifestyle I was living. And I think that that's why I started off on kind of the wrong foot because I was just so caught up. And also like, I wanted to be that like branded sad girl. Like mm. I wanted that to be my image, you know? And so I think that almost got in my head a little bit too and made it a little worse because I just wanted to, I wanted to be that. And I was following that trend. And so like, um, I following like a trend that you're like kind of already on psychologically is really unhealthy. So I think that that, um, 
that is like how I started off on the wrong foot, honestly, just like trying to be this trendy, sad girl that I like really believed I was. Did it in the beginning when you were presenting yourself that way, did it have like a good reaction? Because it, I mean, the sad girl thing was like mm-hmm. a very popular thing though. So was that probably confusing? Yeah, I think so. It had a good reaction, but it wasn't nearly as good as like my new music, you know, totally. that's definitely more authentic. So I definitely, it was good cool to like a certain extent because it was trendy and I feel like that's why people were kind of were kind of into it but yeah I think that like I feel like not the same people who liked my music then like my music now you know like it's very it's a very different audience now um and like we've all grown together but yeah it did have like a a good reaction but it wasn't nearly as like wholesome and you know now it's a lot more connected and I'm so much more connected to my fans because I'm actually putting out like real music that is really me as a person and not just like my my mental state that I believed I was defined by at that point. Yeah, I'm so glad that you were able to see that difference because I just imagine like if I were a young new artist and putting something out and getting some sort of like affirmation and validation that would go, oh, that's, that's the thing. And then you 16, 17, 18, 19, you're just like, no, this is me. This is my identity. And Mm -hmm. like really honing in on that, that would have been a really bad route for sure I'm I'm honestly so glad I didn't do that too and I was I it's kind of shocking that I didn't because I had that sort of all or nothing personality but I feel like that's how I know that at my core like I'm just a songwriter because I just grew with my songwriting and that was really it and so I'm like glad that that actually is who I am as a person because I feel like if I was just in it to be with the intention of you know fame and numbers, I feel like I would have kept going on the sad girl thing. Cause I was like, okay, like this is getting a, you know, this is getting some attention. I, I know this kind of works. So let me just keep doing it. But I was like, no, like this is my art and I need to keep growing with it. And I think I honestly just like, as time went on, like my intentions got better and better. And I was like, okay, you know what? If people like it, that's great. Um, but honestly, it's a bonus. Like I enjoy writing music. I enjoy releasing it and having people hear it. And you know, like the the recognition is really just a bonus that comes along with it. You know, like I'd be writing songs and doing this either way. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you have such a good mindset. I mean, there's so many creators and influencers and musicians that um, don't think like that. Mm -hmm. And, and like you're on the right track and it's, it's really nice to see like a, a talented young artist have already like a good mindset and not fall into the trap of, of numbers and kind of like, what the internet has become mm-hmm. now. Thank you so much. That is so nice to hear, honestly. I appreciate it. I mean, that. I've seen it all. <laughs> I feel like I'm like 90 being like, I've seen everything. But like, I now I'm like, okay, I'm going to be tr- that old person. I trust that's like- you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will be right back to continue digging. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I want to talk about your creative process now that we're mm-hmm. talking about your songwriting. Yeah. What is your, 
your go-to, I always like to ask uh, different artists this because as a creative, I'm kind of everywhere. Also like as someone who has ADHD, it's just like, I, I'm just, I'm working here and I'm working there and I'm yeah. doing this and I forget my food and it's like all these things. So I'm, I have like 90 million projects as you can see and like none of them are finished yet. So like as, as an artist, like what is your creative process from the, the inciting incident of inspiration to like how you write a song, how you push it out, like the entire thing? I, it varies. I'm kind of like you. Like, I'm just like, I do all these different things and I start all these different songs and I don't always finish them. But like right now, my favorite thing, it's kind of weird because like I schedule sessions with, you know, people I'm writing with. And it is strange that I like schedule days to write. <laughs> I yeah. think that's funny, but it honestly, like it, it works. And, you know, some days it doesn't, but there are those days that I get something really special. And so, yeah, like right now I'm writing most of my music with this producer, Sam Nicolosi, he did my whole EP, Teenage Lullabies, and I just like really hit it off well with him with like that, you know, producer artist relationship. And um, so that's been really great. And I think now that I'm just like in a good groove with him, I, yeah, we just like, it's really, I like just like talking a lot before I write a song, even if I'm writing alone. Like that's really what I do. I like set like a voice note and I just talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is kind of the most genuine way to do it for me. Um, but yeah, just kind of like a mini like therapy session, just see what comes out, see if anything meaningful comes out because like it's all meaningful, but I guess like poetic almost. Like if I say yeah. something and I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of pretty. Um, so I think I just like go into it with that. And then there's sometimes where I've like actually experienced something and I'm like, okay, I, I, I need to write about this. But like at this point in my life where like, I'm not really experiencing a lot. <laughs> I, um, you know, I'm just kind of going internal with it. So I... Yeah, I just figure that part out and I like a concept, but it doesn't always have to be like, this is exactly what I'm writing about. Like sometimes we, um, you know, it'll just be like to an acoustic guitar or to my piano and I'll just sing words and things that sound pretty. And then there's going to be something that actually has meaning, meaning like hidden under it. So it, there's so many different ways, but I... One thing I found with like songwriting is I don't really like spreading it out. And if I'm into an idea, like I don't care how late it is, I want to finish it because yeah. it's like with with songwriting, like it might not it might not feel as good to me the next day. But like if it feels good to me at all, mm -hmm. then I know it like deserves to be a song, you know. So, yeah, it really just depends. I do like, you know, sometimes I'll just like sing over the track and I'll just see if, you know, that the concept comes out through that. But now I'm kind of less into like you know, okay, this is the Google document. This is exactly what we're writing about. Like my favorite way right now, there's so many different ones, but my favorite way right that. now is like sitting down and, you know, it's mostly with, with co-writing, but like sitting down and either having the track playing or acoustic guitar or piano or whatever, and just like saying things, you know, or like singing lines back and forth and not even writing them down, just singing them, singing them, cutting them on the microphone or not and waiting till the end. And if you remember all of it, then it's special. And if you forgot most of it, then you got to go back and rewrite it. But yeah, like I really like like, OK, I sang this line. I love this. Let me track it really quick, like straight up line by line. And that's like honestly wow. the fastest way I've done it so far. And that's not even why I love it. I just love it because it's so like simple and natural. 
Yeah, totally natural. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really like that. That's such a good way of doing it. I When I used to choreograph and be a dancer, it was like every single move had to be the best thing ever. It had to be really smart. It had to go exactly with the lyrics, not even the lyrics, but like also the music and also the pitch. Like if the, the note was high, like my body would be high. If it was like a low note, I would go down. And so it was so mathematical for me. So it's really cool to hear that you, you're going like so intuitive with it. And I think that that's so cool. I wish I would have known that. I mean, I was just really hard on myself as I just am normally, but I was like so hard on myself as an artist that it was like every single thing I do and kind of still now with my interiors, I'm getting a little bit more uh, like lenient with myself and go like, what feels honest? What do I like? Not like what's trendy, but I just, I, I know that like perfectionism really infiltrates artistry. Does it ever for you? Not anymore. Cool. <laughs> it's really, it's really cool. But I am, um, yeah, not anymore. I mean, definitely when it comes to like a project, like I want it to be like well put together. But when it comes to my songwriting, like now I'm, I'm way less caught up in like structure and I, and rhymes. Like I still want it to sound nice <laughs> and, uh, but like, I feel like naturally it will, but yeah, like I'm way less caught up in like getting like kind of scientific or like mathematical about yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I, it's kind of eliminated itself from my process just because I'm like, and especially the new music I'm doing now, that's like a little less pop it's just well way less pop honestly like the, so the style of songwriting that I'm into right now like I'm really into like you know folk songwriting and I feel like that is just a lot uh, I don't know I feel like the style of songwriting that I like right now that's kind of the way I have to do it um and yeah it's been like my favorite way so far just like saying things and I feel like that when you don't really think about it um but yeah. And it's when I listen back to songs that I've written like that, I'm like, this sounds like me, you know, yeah. when like you can like see yourself yeah, as a reflection sure. of like, who you actually are. And when you are. like really like sit down with like your Google document and you're like, okay, this is the structure. This is the, like, it's, it's cool because like, that's kind of the like proper way. But I feel like I kind of lose myself in it a little bit when it just like, is like, okay, I sang this line. I really like it. This is the line, you know, that that's me, mm -hmm. you know? What you, you mentioned um, your relationship with the producer, like I'm sure that has to be so vulnerable and intimate. If somebody listening is interested in getting into music and doesn't know where to start, like how do, how do you find people that you work well with and trust? It's hard, but I, I mean, I started going to those writing camps when I was, I went to two writing camps when I was 12 and that was helpful. And that's where I met, you know, a couple, I met this one songwriter and this one producer and that was great. And I worked with both of them for a while. And then I just, you know, kept meeting more people, but I think that's a really good way to start just finding writing camps. Um, or, you know, even utilizing social media in that way mm -hmm. and like finding producers you like and messaging them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like such a, a hard piece of advice to give because it's difficult finding people that you trust with your feelings. Yeah. You know? And I'm very lucky right now that I'm like, you know, able to write with people who I really do um, trust with my feelings, but it's, yeah, it's a process for sure. It's been a, like, it's been a few years. I, yeah. And I, um, I don't know. And you also just got to get comfortable with yourself as a songwriter yeah. first before you like put it in anybody else's hands. You have to have like, I mean, at least for me, like, I'm glad I have like my own style now so that when I do go into sessions with people, I know what I want to come out of it. And I'm not just like feeding off of them. Yeah. It's more like we're feeding off of each other. Um, so yeah, but I do 
recommend like finding, you know, those people that you're comfortable songwriting with because it's a very vulnerable space to be in, but it feels so good once you get there and once you get those amazing songs because like, um, you know, and I'm not really... I don't produce myself, um, but I do also think that's really cool. And that's something I want to learn how to do is at least like get like the bare structure of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is important getting that good support group around you, not even just of songwriters, but just like your team in general, because those are the people that are, you know, distributing your music and that, like I said, like those are your, those songs are like your babies. And so you really need to be careful because people will take advantage of that. Um, especially if you're making like genuinely good music, but, um, yeah, so it is, like I said, like it's a tough piece of advice to give because it is, it's a long journey to get there. But I mean, like it's, it's possible. And there are people who are going to love you and who are going to love your music and who are going to love writing with you. And that chemistry is going to be there. And once you find it, like you're never going to want to let go of it. Yeah. When you started, you said, uh, Lana Del Rey and Billie Eilish were like the two people that you were like, <laughs> kind of, well, you said it just now, yeah, but like, what, yeah. what was it really? Like, mm, not really. So like, I mean, Lana Del Rey was definitely an inspiration of mine, but I said like, I wanted to be like, be like them, be like Billie Eilish and like that sense that like, okay, it's a young, like Got popular it. female artist. That's like, you know, on that sad girl wave. And I was just like, I was into that for sure. But like my, my songwriting inspiration, Lana Del Rey is kind of like the reason I became an artist myself. I think cool. I, she was like the first artist I like paid attention to like all aspects of like, you know, like the, the music itself was incredible and I was so in love with it, but also like the visuals and her as a person and just the projects. And I was like, that's where I learned what like labels were because I was like, who is distributing this beautiful music? And I was like, Oh, this is where she signed. And so I just like, I, she made me like interested in the music industry. Cause I was like, how is something this beautiful, just like being put out there? <laughs> that's such a fun question to ask when you were what, probably 11. Okay. I was like younger six when I started listening to Lana Del Rey. Oh and then when God. I was like, like the later years, I feel like I was like eight or nine when I like started kind of like diving into like what exactly was going on behind the scenes. You know how young that is, right? Uh -huh. Like saying it, you know, that's like not so, normal. Well, my sister, <laughs> my sister's 11 years older than me. So like she was like 17 when I was six and you know, like wow. she was listening to Lana. It was funny because the way it happened was like, I was doing this school project for, um, I was researching. John F. Kennedy and I was telling my sister about it and she was like well have you seen the national anthem music video and that Lana Del Rey music video you know it's like the the assassination and yeah. like ASAP Rocky plays John F. Kennedy that sort of thing it's like that like kind of wow. alludes to that story and she's Jackie Kennedy well I watched that and I just wow. absolutely fell in love with her as an artist like mm -hmm. I was like okay this is more than music like this is like this is the package and that's where I like really began to appreciate just like being an artist and the job, you know? Um, so yeah, that was pretty early. And then, yeah, I feel like in my later years, I just like started, you know, just researching more and more and more. And I feel like having like that strong, like female artist to look up to so early, like I'm so grateful for that because she was really like, like I would say like musically she raised me because I don't yeah. come from a musical family. And I feel like I just looked up to her so much. Wow. Can your sister sing or is she musical? <laughs> it's just you. It's just me. It's just me. Yeah. I'm the only one. Wow. It's strange. It's, Look at that. Yeah. It's, it's really funny, but I think I just like, I have such a supportive family that it's like, I wasn't nurtured into it musically, but like I was kind of nurtured into it because they just like loved how much I loved it. Yeah. 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 You were definitely supported. Yeah. That helps a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I have one, I have a couple more questions, but I think one that I really want to know, being 15 and starting, you've, you've been putting out music for what, two to three years maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what would you like define success as, as, as an artist, especially like with, with someone with like such a future ahead of them? I, you know, I don't really, I'm not really sure yet because I, I know I'm not where I, I want to be exactly like I, but I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. But I think that like the people that I look up to the most aren't even the most like, you know, when it comes to like, like financially successful, like that's not really what I'm, I'm just like, when I meet like a person that seems like a genuinely happy artist, like that is what I like really see it as like, if this is like, I want music to be my full-time job. So that's kind of like a, an aspect of success, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I feel like once I like graduate high school, that'll happen for sure. But, um, I, I think that, you know, yeah, it being your life and just being able to fully like put yourself in it. That's like what I'm looking forward to because I know that like I'm putting as much energy as I can into it, but it's not all of my energy because I have these other like aspects of my life but once those are gone I think it'll be yeah it'll really be just music and yeah just being like happy with your art and putting it out and I think like yeah being listened to it's um I think it really just comes down to like taking pride in your work I think that is success because it it takes a while to get there and I know I'm not like there fully yet but I feel it and that's where like I I kind of see myself being and I think that like being a being a happy artist is really success oh my god imagine like when you first put out like the sad girl music Mm -hmm. and hearing yourself in the future say this I would never have said this (laughs) (laughs) I love that so (laughs) much okay before we wrap up and everyone listens to your stripped down backyard session of Call Me If You Need Me from your debut EP, Teenage Lullaby. What is your mental health motto? Like what is, since we talked a little bit about our mental health and how we go through it, like what is something that if you had one, um, something that you would say to yourself or even your younger self or even your future self, like to to stay um, either like maintaining your mental health or discovering yourself, like what is what is something that you would tell yourself? Hmm. I mean, I would say definitely like for me, well, I've always since a very young age taken care of my mental health, but I would say like, you know, it is very fragile. And I, I think there's, and like how I said, like I was putting off my, like my like sad girl music. And I think there's a way to, you know, write about your mental health in a healthy way. That's not like capitalizing off of it and being trendy about it. And I feel like that's something I've had to learn. And also like, I talked about this recently. I was actually just like taught, it was like during like mental health month and I was talking about my relationship with social media and kind of like what I said earlier about my breaking point. Like I just like, I've stopped pushing myself to my breaking point and I like, I don't even bend anymore. Is like what I would say. <laughs> and I think that that, that's really, that's really important because you can, I don't know. It's just, it's fragile. We're all very fragile as human beings. And like, we've been, you know, and we're so complex and there's so much depth and we have to care for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's really like what it's about is that we're actually just like, you know, fragile and we have to care for it and it's a full-time job, but like, and that's another thing, like I'm so happy to take care of my mental health now because I've seen the effects of when I have taken care of my mental health. I've seen the effects of when I haven't taken care Mm -hmm. of it. So yeah, that's like a few things, but I definitely think that, yeah, it's like almost like a, it's, it's just cool that we, we get 
to to think like this and we get to live like this. And I think it's cool that we get to take care of ourselves. Like, you know, yeah. like that it's up to, that's up to us in a way. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess like sometimes it's, it's called literally called like the work because mm-hmm. it is a lot of work, yeah. but it is so the, the reward that you get from putting in the work is like the biggest return on investment like that I've ever had in absolutely, my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm like, honestly, like I, I like doing it now. Like I, I enjoy going to therapy. I enjoy doing these things. I enjoy talking about it. And, um, I think, yeah, I'm just like, I'm happy to, I'm happy to do things that are good for me now. You know, <laughs> that's like, I put, put that on a shirt, put that on an album. <laughs> like that's the thing. Everyone go check out Chloe Wilder. I'll put all of her links in the show notes. Here is her stripped down version of call me if you need me. To those who wait I'm moving but it's not too late I'm moving to a whole new state I guess we couldn't fight our fate It's over and you'll know it Live and let grow It's darkest before the new dawn We all until the moment Scared to let go It takes time We couldn't 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank You're you. a delight. You are a delight. I'm very excited for you. Oh, thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. 